Hey, John. Uh, what you doing? Uh, just uh, finishing packing up for camp. Packing for camp? What? Where are you going so, for camp? I'm spending my summer in Camp Arawak. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. Is it, isn't it the place that last summer, like, some people died there? I think there was something about um, somebody died from, like, a bunch of wasp stings. Yeah, all that stuff is overblown. I, I brought my bug spray. Yeah, but but what about the what about the guy who I think he there was a fire in a kitchen like some guy boiled to death. I'll bring my oven mitts and an apron. Uh, but wait 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 wait. But I think I think somebody like had their head chopped off. Oh well, that's why I'm bringing my handy dandy Bowie knife. Nice. Welcome to the Terror Test. I'm Eric. And I'm John. As fans of horror, our goal is to weigh the merits of films based on three categories, production, monster quality, and scare factor, to decide whether to admit them into our sacred horror canon. In this podcast, we'll put horror movies to the test to determine what to watch next, what's worth revisiting, and what to recommend to the uninitiated. Number two pencils ready? And begin. So okay. tonight we're continuing with Sadie Doyle, Chapter 2. Yeah, and we wanted to extend this chapter um, because we, we we wanted to watch some films that... This is just kind of for, for fun, for us. After yeah. <laughs> <A little bit's laughs> some self-care. of the more serious yeah, movies that we've watched um, over the past few episodes, we are like, let's... Let's get into some really goofy stuff. Um, and we have a guest here with us, too. Yep. We have Stephen McClurg with us, who um, has done the test prep, written several pieces, and just an all-around all good horror guy. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And hello. All, all the way from uh, Sylacauga, Alabama. That's right. Yeah. Long-time listener, I guess, second-time caller now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Way back when we, man, yeah. long time ago. Blair Witch. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was Blair Witch. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So we're, this is still um, this is still the quarantine edition <laughs> of the podcast. Still mm-hmm. in quarantine. Um, but yeah, are you ready to uh, get into it? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay, so. Let's see, where do we want to start? Um, we watched Prom Night 2 and Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway yep. Camp's earlier, so we can start there. Yeah, maybe. okay, yep. good. Um, Sleepaway Camp was released in 1983, written and directed by Robert uh, Hiltzik, uh, starring Felissa Rose as Angela, Jonathan Tierston as Ricky, Desiree Gould as Aunt Martha, a um, whole bunch of uh, folks wearing short shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's good in production. Okay, so production. 
We're looking to see the film is timeless in the power and effectiveness of its writing, direction, acting, cinematography, special effects, iconography, and portrayal of its subject matter. Man production. Yeah. Uh, John's already John's already mentioned uh, the costuming. Right. <laughs> this is like classic eighties camp wear. I mean, this is what yeah. everyone parodies, like in every yeah, yeah. Uh, in a, every horror parody that's kind of set at a camp. It's the super short shorts. Um, you mentioned Bright red ones. Yeah. Um, you mentioned. Um, Wet Hot American Summer when you were texting me about it, Eric. And yeah, that's right yeah, on. Yeah, that was the first thing. Yeah, that was one of the first things I texted John. I was like, there's so much of this that I feel like Wet Hot American Summer was. Uh, yeah. And like, going on, like high school students or, or like fully grown adults playing high school students, that too. But like, a, but yeah, but the, like it's, but it's not consistent. It's like that weird <laughs> mix where right. there's some. Some where some Ricky, who yeah, like thirty, the, and then some the who brother, are yeah, looks like yeah, he's really thirteen. Whereas yeah, his uh, love interest is uh, a fully grown woman. I think they tried yeah. to. I think they tried to make most of the counselors older, like they were in college or something. But yeah, the a, yeah, a, a couple. Uh, the really think. muscular guy with the afro is like way too old. To be wearing those shorts. I assume he's a he, man. There, there's a scene too where, when uh, Mel is fighting with Ricky, where uh, I don't know if when they're they're about to put uh, her in the water and she's screaming. Do you uh -huh. notice him like lifting weights way in the background? <laughs> <laughs> he's back there in the red shorts. Yeah. Yeah. He comes just out on the bare field with dumbbells, just lifting weights out in the distance. It's yeah, magical. I think he, if you know who Ken Marino is, I think that is who he is styling his look after in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, you know, he kind of has absolutely. like a dark, short afro, and he's kind of muscular or supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of those movies, meatballs, and and a lot of those '80s kind of silly camp movies. Even there was like the 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 ones that took place at like ski resorts. Um, yeah, hot dog mm -hmm. and just a, a lot of those. So yeah, and this is right, you know, a, a nice crossover <laughs> mm -hmm. of that. The knitted shirts, the belly shirts for men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, lots of good costuming. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. What is the um, what's the or the ex girlfriend's name? The one who some somehow like matured miraculously over well, the what is that the character's mature, name? Girls mature faster than boys. Is that <laughs> she lets? Is that know. Mel? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Or yeah. Or, or May? Mel? May? No. No. Well. Okay, so Mel is the uh, owner. Meg is the girl who's somehow interested in Mel. Have gonna go have dinner. That's it. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember her name. Uh, she was the former love interest uh, of what Kenny or yeah, mm -hmm. the 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 like true, the true teenager, and then the thirty year old. Yeah, she's a real mean one with Meg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Judy? Judy. I'm, I, I'm on IMDb and I'm trying <laughs> to like figure it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, Judy's yeah. the one that is like 
yeah, really jealous of uh, the attention yeah. that Angela gets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She like. Oh yeah, the the whole mean girl. Uh huh. Uh, part of that is so entertaining to watch because it does. It it looks like it's like, <laughs> like a grown woman who's picking on children. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hard to watch them most when her and Meg gang up on, um, right? Like ganging mm-hmm. up on it is just like, ugh. but production. The, we we did talk about uh, costuming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I do yeah, just so overall look. <laughs> I do just want to bring up that Karen Fields, the woman who plays Judy, is in 2014. She was in a short movie. Um, called Judy, in which she reprised her role as Judy. No way. Show. Yes. Um, so, what is that movie about? Uh, it says she uh, inflicts some bloody revenge on two abusive parents. So, oh. so I, I, we're <laughs> if it's the same one, I guess she lived. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, I guess but... you could technically live through that um, i mean yeah that happens all the time in slashers so, so who knows have, have, have you guys seen i haven't so this is a first watch for me and then i haven't seen any of the sequels but as i'm looking here the the cover for sleepaway camp 2 like with the girl hiking through the woods with the like freddy krueger hand and the jason mask like i remember seeing that at blockbuster but i've never seen it have you guys seen the sequel no, I, I haven't. I saw all these films when, like, not too long after they, well, not when they came out, but when they hit VHS. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sleepaway Camp was one that um, I particularly remember that one and um, not Christmas Evil, but uh, uh, the, one of the other, the Christmas the, with Santa Claus. The, mm-hmm. Do they do they go more? Oh, what's the Silent, other? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, were, yeah. we did that I was one. At, yeah. When I was in elementary school, those two were like they were whispered about. They were ones that even <laughs> people like you know you didn't. It was uh, mm-hmm. really uh, funny, but yeah, I saw the sequels when they began coming out on video. But I wasn't a big sequel. Uh, I wasn't interested in what the franchises did like that. Um, and I remember seeing a lot of them and it was usually like maybe some friends were over and you'd like, what, you know, drink a bunch of hey, Pepsi, like in prom night too. And actually there's Pepsi featured in both of these movies. Oddly choice of a new generation, I guess. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, eat pizza and stuff and watch them, but they were so forgettable. Um, and even when I yeah. first saw Prom night, prom night two as a teenager, like when it hit video or HBO, whatever I watched it on, I remember it just being that wasn't serious enough, serious enough horror for me. I remember, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't remember the sequels of Sleepaway Camp at all. Have you seen I just them wonder... since John? Have you? No. Yeah. I mean, I haven't really had much interest, <laughs> but I mean, the first one is it's really enjoyable. I mean, thinking about production, like, yes, it's all like just super dated and just classic 80s cheesiness, but like, it is a fun film to watch. 
Uh, is production uh, effects, or do you talk about that? Uh, I listened to the show, so I should. Effects is included. Yeah. 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 I, I really enjoy the kind of setups and the payoffs and the effects in this. It, it's almost like a, uh, like watching it this time. Uh, especially the beehive, it was like, um, well, here's like a pastoral giallo. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> you know, we're not in Rome, we're not in the city, but you know, here's a, a beehive we'll, we'll toss in there. Um, but the arm, like that, they made for that looks really good. The face didn't look very good. The uh, when it was the name Arnie or whatever, the cook, when he gets burned, yeah, that's still, I think it's because he's. Alive the whole time, and he's screaming. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, the doctor's like, "Oh man, <laughs> that guy!" <laughs> you know, the doctor is just that guy's gonna be in pain. I can, there's nothing I can give him. You know, uh, yeah. And he's just it, and you know, it has some of the. It's not spectacular bladder work, but it's enough. It just, it, it's so gruesome, and um, I don't know. I, 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 I've. I enjoy the the head uh, with the snake, which seemed like mm-hmm. a kind of Jaws thing. And, and one of the things that I thought was kind of funny in that is when they're out, when they go out on the canoe. If you listen to the music, they do a thing where the uh, uh, the music playing over them when they're in the canoe is is doing the shark cage fugue, but backwards. Mm-hmm. So really. The, yeah, so the shark cage fugue is a half step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the in that it, when you listen to it, it's in a different key, but it has these clarinets going. Uh-huh. Or yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. so going from high to low instead, and then you get the head with the snake. You know, it's very similar to Jaws. You know, but yeah. um, uh, just some of that stuff I thought was was kind of funny watching it this time, looking for details. Mm-hmm. And of course, the ending, uh, the 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 sound and the look that she has uh, is right. And it's interesting because when it when it goes to the full body shot, the the man is clearly wearing like a mask of Angela's face. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I never noticed that as a kid, though. Really. I I I never noticed that that was a, a mask when I was a kid, and I was really into effects. But I was probably uh-huh. just looking at the. Well, I mean, I don't. How, <laughs> how, spoil, <laughs> how spoil, um, spoilery do you get? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We go full spoilers. Oh, okay. I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's probably looking at the wiener. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, and that's the famous shot from the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, as I told Eric, like, don't when he, I, I was like, don't read anything about it. You just gotta watch it. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't ready for it. I was not ready yeah. for it because I, um, you know, you kind of figure out where it's going uh, up to a certain point. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to say like I maybe figured out it was her. I probably when the um, the, the the director of the camp dies. He's mm, like okay. you. Um, yeah, and so I started to suspect her. Uh, but I did not. It, it just feels like you're blindsided mm-hmm. by that at the end. 
and again, like as a, as a processes movie, like that's the first image that comes to my head when I think of this movie. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, effects wise, uh, it's not, I mean, it's not a complete like waste. It's like, they're careful. <laughs> like they, yeah, they spent some time mm-hmm. on those effects. Yeah. And I will say with, with the mask, like I could tell that it was a mask, but it, um, it does give Angela a very like inhuman quality where like mm-hmm. her head's not exactly where it should be. Like it's, it's more out. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. And so, and that's like when we're supposed to view her as a monster. And so in that way, it kind of works. Um, and then when you, get more like closer shots of her face. Um, Felissa Rose does a really great job of, of conveying like just a crazed psychotic person. Um, that you also feel so, sorry for. Her. I was really surprised how, uh, I guess, cause I've seen it now several times. I was surprised at how good she is in it, even though yeah. she's not supposed mm-hmm. to do a lot. But mm-hmm. I, I was really surprised even her looks at the various times when she gives these looks, which could stray so much into humor that it could just be silly with her staring and, and how it wasn't. It, it didn't feel funny. Like you, you, it felt off, but you also kind of felt bad for her. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's always difficult in a, in a film, which is so visual to like, um, really make an introverted character sympathetic. And I think this movie is, is actually really um, good depiction of what it's like to, to be an extremely introverted, shy person. Um, You have all these people like projecting themselves onto her. Um, Some people are Mm -hmm. trying to help and get her to participate um, other people are lashing out um, and um, she has these like, you know, big eyes and she's very expressive, a lot of close ups on her face. And so, yeah, I think it does a really good job of of making a character who is so like inside her own head, like come alive on the screen. But mm-hmm. it, made you, it made you nervous, too, like you know, the party, it's like, Oh yeah. Your stomach. Yeah. Like, oh, this, this is not, mm-hmm. the party's not going to be fun. Right? Speaking yeah. of yeah. like introversion, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this party's not going to be good. And yeah. then, uh, come on boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, let's, let's go get naked together in the water. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. or let's have a balloon fight two feet mm. from each other on a roof. To make yeah. Sure that yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there is a, an, an action. And I mean that you can, there's a, there was a lot of the the behavior that is like is pretty spot on in terms of you know kids when you're left alone or even like growing up at that time like we would do stupid things i was like this balloon fight on the roof like well these water balloons aren't really going to hurt us but if we do it on the roof one of us could fall off yeah and, yeah. and, and yeah. i was like i can totally buy that kids would do this not supervised mm-hmm. at it cuz i did plenty of dumb things like that no, like all the all the camp moments really did seem authentic and not. I mean, of course, a lot of it is forced 
uh, into mm-hmm. the kill scenes and stuff like that. But yeah, the, the dance and then even when, um, oh, where aren't they out on the lake when he tries to kiss her? Is that where they are? They're like where the he's like trying to take area, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that just connects so well with, uh, with chapter two, how it's just about it. Really. It's about virginity, but it's also just like a loss of innocence. And you just mm-hmm. see that full circle, mm-hmm. uh, with her in this movie. So I, <laughs> as odd as this is going to sound, I kind of want to give it a point for production. Only because um, it's got some redeeming qualities. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree. I mean, it's it, it it's a very enjoyable movie to watch, um, and it it does have like some really problematic parts mm-hmm. that I'm sure we'll get into when we talk about monster quality, um, but. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, as, oh, go ahead. I say, yeah, it's the portrayal of its subject matter part. This is kind of what we're talking about. It's, I mean, it, <laughs> to an extent, it, it does a decent job. Yeah. Camp feels mm-hmm. real. Um, yeah, I, I, I really like the Angela character. And I think uh, Felissa Rose does a great job portraying her. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to give it a point for that. You know, another weird thing about that is I, I probably saw this not too long after it came out. And one of the shows that was big for me at the time was you can't do that on television. I don't know if either of you are old enough to have seen that. Mm-hmm. It was a, one of the earliest kind of, shows that you could only see on Nickelodeon and it was a Canadian import. And there was a, a guy a lot like Mel who played a bunch of the male characters, including like a really bad chef named Barf. Um, but on the show, uh, like Alanis Morissette, the, the singer, she was on it when she was uh, a younger, like a kid. <clears throat> and since it was a children's show, it had kids on it. And the thing with Sleepaway Camp, is that there are those young people on it and watching a slasher with young people in it. It was really strange. It was a, had a really strange mm. quality to it, seeing it whenever I was young. Cause I probably saw this when I was seven or eight. I mean, I had pretty much free reign. Uh, I, I mean, probably the worst is like when I was about five or six, I watched uh, tourist trap. Mm, um, yeah. And that was bad. Uh, and then even The Shining, when I watched that, when I was around the same age, really scared me. But I had kind of free reign on these movies because I really liked them and I really liked the special effects. And uh, this one, you know, it had a weird quality to it um, because of seeing actual young people in it. Yeah, so um, shall we move on to... Um... Yeah, monster quality monster quality yep the film's monsters are frightening clearly clearly relate to archetypal fears and have depth okay so So, yeah what what uh when when it reveals you know the the backstory like the big reveal at the end of like sort of just unveils all all of angela's motives um i don't know definitely 
definitely that's when it, forced, but yeah. And I mean, the whole movie hinges on that, but I mean, this is where like the portrayal of, of like, um, someone who's transgendered is like just totally outdated and inaccurate. Like, I, I mean, it's hard to make the yeah. argument that this movie is not transphobic. Like, I mean, that's when she's revealed as the monster when we see that she actually when, when um she's a boy and so um i, I think, think that oh yeah, go ahead oh uh, yeah taken in its worst light as an exploitation version of that i think you could make but she's he's not because it was forced on him he's not he may or may not he he's only transgendered or whatever because he's forced in it and i think yeah. you could you could almost make the i, I think you can make a case where um that the, what the movie like it's more like you, you know she's a product of this but isn't really the monster yeah the killer but maybe not the monster that the monster just as much is the machismo of the of what's the the prevailing attitude of like the people at the camp and mel you know who's willing to uh seduce this young camp counselor um the or even aunt marcia you know as maybe the monster i don't know i i agree there you know there's a thing where it hinges on the, there's like this exploitation or titillation kind of uh aspect to it but i think being as generous to it that she isn't the monster really maybe <laughs> yeah she, i mean it's it's complicated because yeah and she is a victim in many ways um but ultimately like she is she is the killer mm -hmm. and the way that she's shot at the end i mean it's oh, it's, it's meant meant to be shocking mm -hmm. she's meant to look monstrous um and so i think that is yeah it's it's hard for me to get past i don't know what do you think eric yeah that sound yeah, I... you know the sound she makes is like as i remember it being something that jarred me as much as uh the invasion of the body snatchers remake, you know. Oh yeah, the, the, the reaching. Yeah, the, the <laughs> Kiefer, the, or not Kiefer, Donald, uh, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland yeah, uh, sound. You know, it, it just you know it hangs with you. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I think too. I think I think you know, as as fans, we could definitely reach and and like we do, you know, find monsters other than um, the quote unquote like villain and the killer. I think is here, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't blame the movie for, for that portrayal. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see it as being necessarily quote unquote, you know, like transphobic. Um, cause I don't think it, it knows that. I don't know. It's, I, I think she, it's only revealed that she's the monster after all, all is said and done. Yeah, but that's also, reaches. like, her motivation. 
that's true. Like, I mean, because it just ends, like, we have to, like, backtrack to figure out, um, you know, what we just saw. And all we're given is that um, she's this, you know, boy dressing as a girl who is, like, acting out on these, like, uh, I mean, she she's very repressed, like a re like publicly, but then in in private, she's this monstrous, you know, killer. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, but but she's not the only monster. Like you're right that you know there are a lot of predators at this camp. <laughs> That's a good um, word. Yeah, it's a good the word cook. The cook is the like cook. the uh, cook. Is terrible. <laughs> Is uh, yeah, I mean he's such he, he's so clearly a pedophile, mm -hmm. and whenever he says anything yeah, from the beginning creepy, when they're getting off the bus, everyone else just like laughs at him, yeah, rolls their eyes, joke about it, yeah, yeah, um, and so it allows for this like yeah, I mean it, it actually does a good job of of showing how um, people can like kind of you know, say, well, well, that's just his way, you know, he's weird. But when, you know, someone from the outside is watching it, they're horrified. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, there are so many red flags. Like, that man should be nowhere near children. <laughs> no. The, the movie, too, does something <laughs> that a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the Jalo pictures, and I don't know how much you all have dug into like just not just Argento, but just like the whole, I mean, there was so, you know, it was just like the American Westerns. There were just tons of them made. Yeah. Um, and how much they kind of pivoted on these kind of pseudo Freudian psychosexual motivations that you get to very frequently. And cause so many of them, you know, everyone wanted to kind of do like a, they seem to be, and it kind of ties back into dead blondes and um, what was it dead blondes and bad mothers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm you know, psycho that they were. So you do have a lot of those uh, jolly films that play on like, whether it's some kind of cross dressing or a lot of times mother issues and that kind mm -hmm. of thing, but none of them, it, it always seems like it's a tagged on thing at the end to try to give uh, the killer some sort of, it's really, it's like trying to give this very flimsy surface reason for like doing the kill shots that you saw throughout the film mm -hmm. and this one feels different uh it really feels like there there's an attempt to know this character more under or at least like the character or feel bad for the character before you get into that mm -hmm. twist yeah i mean so uh, there's go ahead i was gonna say are are all the victims male no maybe in sleepaway camp no, no. Yeah, remember she goes. To... It's revenge. She goes after the. Uh, oh, um, she does go after. Um... It's the girls. She gets Meg, and she gets the uh, other one. That's the right. Mean girl. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's Judy. there yeah, is or... like a part where yeah, it's it's when she's on the beach with the boy that she likes, and we get a flashback to her and her brother 
Mm -hmm. Well, no, her sister, sorry. Um, kind of watching her father yeah, yeah. and his male lover. Right. Um, and so it, yeah, like, like you said, it's very flimsy pseudo psychological Freudian stuff where like, you know, it's telling us that, you know, she is a boy with another boy, you know, feeling romantic feelings. She saw her dad, you know, have romantic feelings for another man. Like it's all kind of wrapped up in this. Um, I think this does it better than the Giallo ones though. I think it does it better than a lot of those. I um, think it goes in a little more depth, but yeah, I still think that it's like there. I, I agree uh, there. You can absolutely, I, I see why, um, you know, some people, I, I, you know, that there is a kind of, like you said, a kind of transphobic yeah. um, aspect to it. You can read it that way. Absolutely. I, I, I think so. I, I, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone is, is terrible except for Ricky. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's good. Um, Ronnie is the like, really He's muscle man the muscle yeah. man who who should be he's very sweet. like he should yes. be the total jerk he exactly should be in like revenge of the nerds territory or something like yeah that. Like he is the he's the big bad sort of um yeah but he's, and he's so he's really sweet nice. and genuine throughout the, the the whole movie I, I i did kind of like that aspect of where they took that mm -hmm. character and he you know he seems to generally care for everyone he's not just like this meathead guy and all yeah that. I liked it too. So I think it does play with, with some of those tropes, which is interesting. Um, let's see. Any other monsters that you want to talk about? <laughs> Aunt Marsha. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. The I don't know if she was like a theater actress or something, but it, <laughs> she it's like straight out of. I, at first, I tried to say, well, maybe it's just in the flashbacks, and maybe she remembers her aunt that way but you only get the flashback at the end the first part is actually her sending them to camp which is supposed to be in real time so her delivery is straight out of early john waters movies yeah and it i was it's it just out it, there it's like oh okay but ooh. Mm -hmm. um yeah and even there's something about how she, like she's a doctor and so she signed oh, yeah. the doctor slips. Oh yeah, but... did the physicals? Yeah, and then but why like, you... they weren't supposed to tell. Yeah, so why are you sending them to camp? Then uh, it's so weird. I mean, of course, I, I'm. You know, sometimes you just go with, go with it. But yeah, it's like, why would this woman ever send them to camp? Someone who's mm -hmm. done this, why would she ever send them to camp? Yeah, she, she wouldn't. You know, yeah, but. Whatever. I mean, so kooky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but really malevolent too. Like, oh yeah. I mean, and that's you know, same with the chef that I was talking about earlier. Like, it's easy to kind of like laugh off some of these people as like, oh, you know, they're they're just you know, that's just Aunt Martha, crazy Aunt Martha, or like you know, that's the chef, you know. Uh, he's he's a weird guy, but then like they actually create like so much harm. Um, mm -hmm. 
even so the I, camp, even the camp owner, uh, he's like willing to do anything to keep. Oh yeah, he's the mayor from he's Jaws. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he's, he's the mayor from Jaws. Don't <laughs> tell anybody. Yeah, can't send them so, home. Yeah, so I don't know if it's necessary, like if the film is in any way necessarily trying to say anything about that, but I think it's something you can draw from if you wanted. Um, yeah. But so because I, oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. But because of the portrayal of the main monster and how outdated it is and misguided, I mean, you can make the argument and yeah, like I can't really, um, you know, disagree with what Steven is saying, but like, I, I really don't think I can give it a point um, because it just, it doesn't, I, I think it, it reflects a, a certain kind of fear that um, is misguided at best and like dangerous at worst. Um, and so I don't think it's a good portrayal of that. No, I, I agree with you there. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier is that um, I think as modern viewers, we can see it um, definitely as being uh, as, as being uh transphobic but that's what i mean i i don't fault like the movie you know what i mean it's kind of like of its time um i i don't know that uh i, I think it just kind of it, it has a what do i want to say it, it kind of has like a, a false depth like mm -hmm. it's, it's trying to create all this backstory and sort of just <clears throat> i don't know yeah okay so do you want to move on to um, Scare Factor? Scare Factor. The first thing that scared uh, me was uh, this is the first time I've noticed the dedication. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it opens. Remember how it's worded? <laughs> yeah. Wait, in, in, oh, fond, what in fond memory it. of mom, a doer. Yeah, that's right. What? A doer. I, I had never noticed. And I mean, I, I mean, evidently, like his the, the director. And I think he was a writer too, right? I think he was a director writer. So it was like his first film or something. Mm -hmm. um, his mom died in an accident or something. So uh, it's just wow, wow. Uh, you know, yeah. a weird that I I hadn't noticed the dedication before, but I was kind of taken aback by. It. Yeah, you can imagine like he shows it. Well, no, he said she she was in an accident. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he wouldn't be showing it to her, but to like, her, right. yeah, <laughs> maybe to like his father or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is for mom. This is in for like mom. the final shot. You know, fades to black, and then he just looks over at dad's. Like, what do you think? <laughs> Did I do mom justice? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I did. I totally missed the dedication. Yeah. Um. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't much there that. That scared me. Like I said, it's a very fun movie to watch. No. Um, I mean, I, I think I remember, you know, being like at, you know, camp and, and feeling uh, sort of vulnerable or exposed in the bathroom. Like, I didn't think there was specifically an mm -hmm. issue with wasps or bees or whatever, but like... <laughs> There is something there, something about like the cruelty of of kids, you know. I think 
it's there, but not nothing really scared me or, or gave me any kind of visceral reaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I it, but it's it's not scary in like the sense that we're looking for in the movie, uh, but it's definitely it's not a diaper movie. It's such a fun, it's such a fun watch. Yeah. Did uh wait uh so have you had did you go to camp? Did you go to sleepaway camp when you were a kid? Either I went one of you guys? to like a Boy Scout camp once, um, and then I went to space camp, which is not the same because it's not outdoors. But there was the like, you know, kind of living in, you know, dorms experience, um, having counselors and all that. Mm -hmm. I didn't go yeah. to a camp in the woods. What about you guys? Yeah, yeah I, I didn't either. Yeah. I did. I went to like it was a it was a church camp, but um, like like out in the woods, very very similar. Like there was a lake, there were cabins, that kind of thing. Um, that's why that's why like when we were talking earlier about the situations that they put those kids in, it felt very very authentic. Like the stuff, the water balloon fights on the roof, and yeah, you know, the shaving like, trying to try to yes, yeah, old Mozart, you know. I've had that done to me. <laughs> that in the uh, like the bowl of um, the bowl of warm water. Yeah, yeah. Mozart seemed to be the first sleeper, right? I mean, he always seemed to be asleep, and it's like, dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I feel bad for you, but you know, stay up. <laughs> you yeah. Stay up. No, that's me. That's me. Like at oh, sleepovers, were... I was all, I was always the first person to fall asleep. So like markers on yeah. the face. Yeah. Shaving cream in the hand. Yep, that was real life. Was real sure life. Was. Those are the rules. <laughs> stay awake. Gotta stay awake. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the thing. I I um I wish I could see this movie with an audience. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one oh, of those yeah. like like I think I think you said it, Stephen. Like, what a great double feature. With mm -hmm. Sleepaway Camp and Prom Night Two, um, I only wish I could see it with people. I don't think um, my wife has no interest in watching this. I know you said you watched this with your wife, Stephen, but oh, Prom I, Night. We watch Prom Night Two. Oh, you pro oh has, has no, we, Amy do, we have watched Sleepaway actually, we Camp. Have watched, yeah, we have watched Sleepaway Camp together. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think Kristen would tolerate it. <laughs> But I do want her to watch it just for the ending. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, so not uh not in the canon, just non canonical uh, canonical. Right. Uh, um, um of its of its own. I, I would recommend this to anybody who's a horror fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, for how fun it is and also just for how um it, it is just so like um of its time and it's mm -hmm. referenced so often. Yeah. So yeah, it's you, you can have a good time watching it. Um, definitely. Okay. Let's move on to um, our second film. Um, this is prom night Two: hello, Mary Lou released in 1987, <laughs> directed by Bruce Pittman, written by Ron Oliver, starring Michael Ironside as Bill Nordham. Lisa Schrage as Mary Lou Maloney, Wendy Lyon as Vicky Carpenter, Louis 
Ferreira as Craig and Brock Simpson as Josh. Let's start a production. Oh my gosh. Well, I first thing in this movie, special effects. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um particularly so creative. Uh, yes, it is so surreal. I mean, I don't even know where to start. So uh, let's start let's start with let's just start with the big one. So when um <laughs> the sort of corpse zombie demon crawls out of the flesh of Mary Lou at the end uh-huh. is yeah. amazing. It's amazing. It does remind me, is that, uh, is that in demons where that happens? Where the, uh, yeah, the demon yeah. like breaks out of the back. Mm-hmm. Like it's like yeah. birds out of the back of that person. That's what that reminded me of. It's like demons mixed with Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got strong Carrie vibes too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get yeah. Carrie twice, you know, you get it, uh, at the beginning and the opening, mm-hmm. And then uh, you get her fully, you know, carried with, you know, carry white uh, abilities uh-huh. <clears throat> and everything at the end. And the mother is very Margaret White. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's a cool effect. They do. A, I mean, there's a part where the mask is flapping, but I, <laughs> it also, though, what you like, I guess part of that, too, you could just say it's skin flapping because her the burnt body begins to become flesh so maybe that's just skin flapping but whatever you know yeah i i really love the effects of of like the chalkboard turning into water and like Mm -hmm. it it just yeah that's where it gets like really surreal and uh very like nightmare on elm street that yeah that's uh i was watching it Recently, I was surprised at how much, and I mean, it makes sense that it would have a crossover with Nightmare on Elm Street because of how huge Nightmare on Elm Street was. Um, and those sequences with the wet mirror and the chalkboard, mm-hmm. those are from Blood of a Poet. Have either of you guys seen that? No. It's a, Cocteau was a, was a surrealist. Uh, these films are from uh, Blood of the Poet may even be from the 20s, maybe 30s. Oh, wow. Uh, but he was an actual surrealist. He did uh, a blood of a, he did a, a poet, I think it may be part of his Orpheus trilogy, and Blood of a Poet is one of them. And he does a sequence like the chalkboard one in that film. And uh, mm. I just thought it was like, wow, that is wild that they're making, I assume someone knew they uh-huh. were making a reference to that. And like in her room, um, Carpenter, Vicky Carpenter's mm-hmm. uh, room, did you notice Guernica was on the wall next to the cross? No. It's Picasso's Guernica. It's so weird. Oh, that's so and, wild. And when wow. she's talking to her mom in the, like she's talking in the mirror to her mom who's standing beside her, there's another, and I couldn't remember, it looked like it was possibly Picasso, but um, another painting like off in her room. There, there are some real like nods to surrealism in the yeah, uh, and that's strange. That, that's what I have to say about like production. It's like there's in so many ways like this fits the like you know classic trappings of like a high school horror movie. But then they're like those touches. They're like it the shouldn't horse. work. It shouldn't work, but it does because there is like some real 
intelligence behind it like some, yeah, some thought into it it's, it's more than just like a yeah uh, a cheap knockoff that carousel horse first. and the effect of the carousel horse yeah with the, the eyes and mm-hmm. the veins popping mm-hmm. out over its nose and the tongue yeah Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I love that. That was all done in reshoots too. Like that was oh, really? originally. Yeah, the film was made. This may have even been filmed as early as '85. It, it was released in '87, and you know it was made without any relationship to Prom Night. Yes, I and, read that. Yeah, and Prom Night became popular, and so then they just tagged that on. Yeah, although uh, I, I didn't read that. Um... The fact that both of the schools are Hamilton High School, I, I read that's a coincidence. It's so weird. Yeah. Wow. It's so weird. So is um, it like, a, it's, so it's like, I didn't realize that. So it's like a zombie situation where it's like, it was just called prom night. Because it wasn't of the called, success. it was called, it had something with Hamilton High was the title, like Horrors of yeah. Hamilton High. And it wasn't even prom it night. Was, to when it. it was filmed yeah. in production, it had nothing to do with it, but prom night became popular. So they just, they were, mm-hmm. It's like that's Italian. That's a total Italian. Well, no, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thinking was uh, with zombie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a that's an a, that's a Fulci move. You know, that's a, <laughs> and it has so much of that weird surrealism of um, those Italian films where they mm-hmm. just go for it uh, in those sequences. Yeah, and another touch that I really loved was. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of Silent Hill where like she would just be transported to this mm, like, mm-hmm. you know, like to this dead world or like this older Instead generation. Instead of the nurses, there's the, the volleyball team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it's so good. Uh, yeah, it th- works those were, so well. I, I guess I was thinking of Nightmare with that, but yeah, it's the same. It's basically the same kind of idea. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, and it reminds me of, I guess in a way, like of Cabin in the Woods, like with all those references, like it's not, I mean, they're all like homages. It's not, I don't think trying to like just imitate it for imitation's sake. It's like really trying to, Yeah, I, mean, I don't I know, think, it's coming from the heart. I think so. Even with, you know, how, you know, so many characters' names, you know, are the names mm-hmm. of, of horror directors. Yeah, I think there's a lot of homage being paid to... Oh, man. Exorcist, Carrie. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all the things. It's all yeah. the things. Yeah. It's a, yeah, That's it's why, like, it should It's a movie. It's a demon movie. Yeah. It's a uh, it shouldn't revenge work, movie. It does. It's a ghost it's movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it is she even really does, goofy. like, the Freddy Krueger Dale thing, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, true. It's and mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird one with all of that kind of stuff thrown in, but still somehow managing to. It's rare that a movie like that is going to be something that I'm going to watch multiple times. And yeah, I've already watched it a couple times this year, um, mm-hmm. and still find it, you know, because it. It's just, I, I. It's like I forget because there's so much going on mm-hmm. you know like that scene in the uh confessional the second one where she's just like ripping it apart like, yeah, I don't yeah. Know. and she's like kissing her dad you know yeah there's a, mm-hmm. there, there was a lot of like laura palmer vibe in mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not the, the possession thing but then her room and the white horse 
there's an owl in her lot. I mean, this is before Twin Peaks, so it's just funny that there was like these weird black and white checkered floor and the prom yeah. room and stuff. It's oh yeah, funny. And there were just some weird things like that. Um, but that's from a Twin Peaks obsessive. So. Yeah. Well, that's great. <laughs> I mean, we just talked about Twin Peaks. Yeah. So like, this is so relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the prom queen and the mm-hmm. um, it's. Mm-hmm. Although this yeah. one definitely has, uh, you know, the. Uh, over, you know, graduated college crowd in uh, high school. Oh, yeah. Especially that one dude with like the golden hair who's like taller. I, I can't remember his name. At some point, he's called, maybe he's called Dave or something. I think his name know, is Dave. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I drink, um, I get drunk. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. But there's yeah. the one se- <laughs> sequence where they're playing volleyball and like he's, his head is over the net. Did you, like he's standing uh-huh. up in the front during that and he it's yeah it's so so weird and that's a, supposed to be a normal thing you know a normal aspect of the high school it's like there's a seven foot <laughs> you know dude yeah uh, yeah i was trying to look for that character's name on imdb but i saw some his, interesting kind of like his name's dave. Between dave oh wait dave um, is the big weird tall dude but uh mm-hmm for which character are you looking for? The the big w- weird tall dude. Oh, okay, yeah, it's Dave. Uh, but in the in the trivia section, it said the L.A. Times called it the blue velvet of high school horror movies. So well, there's, mm. uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> Isn't blue? Uh, I mean, she's still in high school. He just graduated in blue velvet. So I think blue velvet is the blue velvet of high school movies. <laughs> 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 I don't. Yeah. I think Laura Dern's character in that still in high school. Yeah. Oh, hmm. man. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, but for I all mean, of that, like, I'm I'm willing to give it a point. Um, I yeah, I would give it's it a, a lot of fun to watch. It just for special effects alone, <laughs> I want to give this a point just because it's so, it's so fun, and I like I wasn't ready for it because, you know. Going into it after prom night, which is so, it tries to be like so dramatic and serious. And I think that's kind of where it starts to an extent for the first like 15 minutes. But (laughs) then you just get into insanity and I loved it. I loved it. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. yeah, this one in uh, The Craft I've watched recently because I've heard a lot of... That's actually why I watched Jennifer's Body a few years ago. I uh, just read a lot of uh, women writers who were talking about those films as being important. And mm-hmm. they were ones... I saw The Craft in the theater and just thought, oh, it's a horror movie with girls. That's cool. But didn't think about it much. Um, and watching it more recently, it was definitely, you know, I could see, you know, it's interesting that where, um, you know, it makes sense. And, and in this movie, Prom Night 2 is one that has come up several times where um, I've heard w- women talking about their experience with it and watching it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, every guy pretty much in this is really awful. Uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and it really is, you know, your, your Freddie or Jason, your Freddie character is a woman. Like it really is like in, in all those mm-hmm. other film, you know, so the, it, it is interesting that you get all of those sides of like, um, it's, 
somehow commenting on all of that and having, you know, a woman in all of those spots commenting on those positions that I think Sadie Doyle brings up. And yeah, um, we, yeah, she, Mary Lou is a woman with an insane amount of power mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. And then she doesn't stand for um, all of those, uh, like all the, uh, the situations where people are trying to take advantage of her. You know, she's just yeah, and the double standards of it. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's right. Not, she's not having it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Trying to find. And like when I saw this around, you know, it came out right around the time of Hellraiser. So I mean, I was you know, I was mm. into serious horror. So like I wasn't going to yeah. take a, something like Prom Night Two. I wasn't into sequels anyway either. So I wasn't, you know, I, I just didn't take it seriously uh, when I saw it before. So it was interesting to hear these other things and um, perspectives on it and to go back and watch it. Yeah. So I think that's a good segue to monster quality. The monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just to be clear, are, are you giving it a point for production? Yeah, I'm giving a point for production. Okay. Just based on the effects yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too. I think there's a lot of good stuff there. Okay. But so it, yeah, it, monster quality. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, what's what's tough about this movie, I think, is that as uh, fans, we are just so thoroughly entertained uh, by it. It's almost like it needs a separate it it needs a separate rubric or maybe a separate category just for <laughs> entertainment based on like the effects and the homages and and all that. But um, but yeah, monster quality. I think it's a really good example of where like Sadie Doyle talks about is that it's not meant to it's pushing it's pushing so hard against the idea of the female as the monster or anything feminine as monstrous it's just sort of like kicking that out the window Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like you don't get to say that about me yeah another thing that I really really like about the movie yeah about the monster quality is um how so much of it seems to be about like the older generation's unresolved trauma being forced upon the younger generation which is like nightmare classic (laughs) nightmare on elm street yeah (laughs) and just like a classic gothic too yeah that's true no exactly yeah 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 like Teens are being forced mm-hmm. into these like predetermined roles where, like, yeah, yeah Catherine and Catherine Vicky, Heathcliff. yeah, Vicky <laughs> is nothing like Mary no. Lou, um, but she's being forced into that role against her will, um, as someone you know, a lot more uh promiscuous, you know, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know. Older men are again. We have like predators, like men as predators, and they're this, like um, the authorities too, like the principal representing a kind of authority, the church, the the priest representing a kind of authority there. Yeah. Although it's funny, the the you know the uh, the father, the carpenter father, is the the weakling, you know. But he, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, he doesn't seem to be backing away from kissing her. And that mm-hmm. that sequence, so he, it's like a weird passive version uh, of that. But you know, the the it, it, I guess maybe there's something there that like the domineering, the Margaret White character, the 
Carpenter mother is maybe something else, but mm-hmm. yeah. So there's there's a lot there in in a way that I think has like actual depth to it that I think Sleepaway Camp doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm yeah I'm inclined to give this a point as well. Is there something yeah, I, maybe, I, and, and it, it would be something I would think of, I haven't really thought about it, but like the 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 shots looking up at the schools and the churches, like mm-hmm. kind of framing them the same way as these, um, you know, phallic authority, yeah, uh, kinds mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Um, even the tombstone yes. in some way is like that that gets blown up at the, the, mm-hmm. the end. <laughs> there, there, there's some stuff like that in it that you know I don't I would have to think about it more to really like you know other than just kind of you know hey there, there's these shots that are like that but yeah no she she is she's totally blowing up and tearing down all of the institutions <laughs> like all of like mm-hmm. family the, church uh, yeah the general uh, authority mm-hmm. so I didn't think I I didn't think I was gonna give it a point in this category but after hear like hearing that I. I think I am. Uh, yeah, I want to give it a point because uh, it, it's kind of like our. Do we want to call her? Should we call Mary Lou the protagonist? <laughs> I guess she's driving driving the action, right? So she does seem to drive the action. I guess after so, yeah. uh, you know, even mm-hmm. though she is the quote unquote, she's the demon villain yeah. mm-hmm. monster. I, I mean, she's just taking down all these other societal monsters. And Vicky doesn't seem to be doing much, death. really. Right. right. Yeah, she's yeah, she's more passive. Um, oh, the cape, yeah. the kill scene with the cape, right? it kills the, the <laughs> yeah, you, you know, Desi. I think her name. I, is I was Des yeah, I was gonna like get into Scare about. Factor with that. The, with because... that. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can we because... can we can talk about it there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can move on to Scare Factor okay. now, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, because that that scene stood out to me. Um, because the the paper cutter is like it's such a part of our daily lives as teachers and so (laughs) of course like it's it's genius that someone would you know want to use that and then we're talking about the old school paper oh yeah um Mm -hmm. where it does feel like you could like chop a finger off or something like that the threat of that is really effective in that scene where yeah her cape or whatever is like dragging her to it but then it instead goes for like hanging her and, and so then it doesn't just, even do that really it I yeah guess it does and then it throws her out the window <laughs> and so the only the only reason i i can take is like they i don't know i don't it know seemed like they wanted to to use the paper cutter but in a later it's, scene, all, well, or she's out the, the window, and it's like she committed suicide. And it's like, well, no one's going to commit suicide by like beheading themselves with a paper cutter. <laughs> it was a way of explaining the confetti blowing around. I guess like, I know, don't the, know. The, except that you don't really get those kind of that fine confetti off of one of those yeah. paper cutters. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there, just, there, there were just bags of it. Yeah, it, that was that reminded me so much of like a Suspiria kill or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That and the well, not not really reminded me of Suspiria. I guess sort of, but like the prop room. The, like when they go down, there's like the oh, wooden uh-huh. door with yeah. like chicken wire and the concrete steps. I'm like, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. 
what is this? Yeah. It's so, like the room of barbed wire in Suspiria where you're mm-hmm. like, what? Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, wait, you just have this laying around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep this in the dance studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I mean, a lot of it is goofy. And so I, I wasn't like viscerally scared, but there were, I think, some moments that were effective. Um, yeah, those dreamlike sequences of falling into the chalkboard or mirror or whatever, you know, yeah. that's, you know, that too. The brutal part of that too is like you have just found out that she's pregnant and you have kind of a serious scene. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I was thinking about uh-huh. it recently that, um, you know, there's so much cribbed from other movies that that's almost like, oh, let's do something like Fast Times, you know, someone's pregnant or whatever, and they're trying to figure out what to do. Um, that maybe, but... That felt authentic. Yeah, it's done so seriously, and you're like, whoa, they're really getting into that. Yeah. For, for a bit. Yeah. Cho- yeah. <laughs> Mary Lou makes the choice for you, you know, she mm-hmm. doesn't. Mm-hmm. The, just, it felt particularly um, brutal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, God. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, see, that's where I think we need for for these movies into their category and the rubric. It's not frightening, but God, it is so entertaining. Yeah, it's such well, a fun movie to watch. So I, I think I think it has a run for honorable mention. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. It, would you say honorable mention? I, I don't know. Like I said, this this movie was kind of. I mean, I know I know prom night and all that, but this is kind of off my radar i mean is this a movie that people that people talk about like is this an important movie no i mean it's uh or is it just like a b movie like i think it's kind of an underrated gem but i mean they did it on um how did this get made you know it was like a troll 2 before troll 2 got yeah you know before the documentary on troll 2 i don't, I don't think there's been as much attention paid to this one, but if you were of a certain age, yeah, uh, it was definitely one that you were like, wow, that was weird. You know, what uh, was that? And I think for a mm-hmm. long time, like I said, it came out, it, I think it was filmed maybe even as early as 85, mm-hmm. but because of reshoots and then like retitling it and everything that was going on, it didn't yeah. come out to 87 and 87, you have Hellraiser, which is, you know, uh, Oh, Clive Barker was already, I mean, you had had Rawhead Rex, which really wasn't that great, but the books, you know, Clive Barker's books and stuff with Stephen King kind of um, uh, blurbing Clive Barker's mm-hmm. bo- uh, books and the books of blood were so just strange and good at the time. Hellraiser was like, I mean, you get Pinhead in that who becomes like part of, he's in the Pantheon, right? I mean, he mm-hmm. is like, and all the stuff now, I mean, I remember when he was new and he was something that was just like, it was freaky and weird. And, you know, um, so the same year that you have this, you have something like Hellraiser come out, which, uh, you know, definitely in terms of horror and the mainstream, but also just horror in general, it's overshadowed by stuff like that. Like this seems like a a throwback film in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's been uncovered more, I think it was one of those things that ran there. There's a certain age group that probably saw it on replays on HBO or Cinemax or whatever it was played on. And then like probably when it got like a DVD release and people were kind of like, 
because we did that. Like when we have found a DVD of it, we're like, Oh my God, this movie. Um, but it was like a troll two movie for a long time before, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it, it's not one that's had like a lot of, um, not a lot like horror, I guess, cred, I guess. Um, yeah. More as like a fun, you know, pizza and beer movie. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. Like both these movies I want to see with people like, <laughs> you know, like it would have been nice to share those reactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, uh with with somebody so and that's the thing yeah i think i think honorable mention for entertainment value alone i think anybody who's a who's a who's a horror fan would enjoy it if they haven't seen it already um Mm -hmm. it's you know it's not a serious movie but i don't think i don't think we have to have all serious movies in our in our canon on our list either right yeah, I think honorable mention is it's a pretty like varied place. Yeah. I mean, it has <laughs> yeah. you <laughs> like, know yeah, <laughs> it, it is basically a category for things that we can't categorize. You know, like it yeah, it it fits a lot of things, and so um, yeah. I mean, we have um, just kind of looking back, like this this can stand proudly next to House. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as just uh, really out the Japanese there. one or the yeah. American one. Yeah, yeah. How to? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic movie. I love yeah, it. yeah, um, yeah. It has the supernatural. Like uh, America didn't do as much. You know, we had like the. I mean, I guess they're supernatural. They they never really are. And that's a weird. You know how much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. I guess Freddy is pretty supernatural, but in terms of like slashers and the way that that you know, those cycles moving, you know, you would have stuff like Suspiria has like supernatural, like mm-hmm. slasher, giallo stuff. Um, America didn't, you know, Jason seemed to be like a brutal, like killing machine more than, but he can't be anything other than supernatural. I mean, yeah, he's, I guess yeah, he's he, supernatural later. Right. Right. Like this one just goes with that from the beginning, which is a different, um and that yeah that's that's what i liked about it is that it starts off and again going going off of prom night i was expecting a slasher (laughs) it like starts off that way and it's like oh well no this is everything else (laughs) i I always forget michael ironsides in this and then when i see his Mm -hmm. name i'm like oh yeah Mm -hmm. if if i see michael ironside or john (laughs) saxon's name i'm like yes and but Michael Ironside, you know, the first time I saw him was when, when Scanners came out. Um, when I that he's that's the first role I ever saw him in. So, man, yeah, imprinted on the brain. I he's never, great. yeah, I never see him like, you know, imprinted on the brain. Like any any time I see him, you know, that that is what I'm thinking of. So even in this, I'm like, oh, what part is he in this? And then it's like, oh, weird. He's like, you know. When it opens, he's like a weird. He's just the dad, you know. Hey, yeah. You know, I'm the dad. I'm like, whoa. I'm and they funny. found, they found a perfect <laughs> young guy to play him because he's already like balding. Oh my so god! It just that... Plays into it so well. That... 
that fifties scene, right? Yeah. It's, it's integrated. And then there are mullets and new wave haircuts <laughs> in that, that 50s <laughs> sequence. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. it's supposed to be 30 years later. And, you know, Michael Ironside's hair hasn't changed much. Such a weird one. Yeah. Cause you notice it whenever he makes that fist, in the office, right? He's looking mm -hmm. at the picture when the picture yeah. comes. Yeah. Has that like shining moment or whatever. Mm -hmm. He does that. You're like, oh, he's the he's that kid. Yeah. With the... And then just so you know, they flash back to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's that kid with the you were like, why does this kid have this bad hair, you know, in high school? It's... Yeah. Cool. So it has a place on our list. Um, yeah. It, it's definitely in it, it's rewatchable just like sleepaway campus rewatchable i think that's what makes that makes them both special yeah so let's talk about Good. what we're uh, gonna watch next we're moving on to chapter three yeah which is titled seduction, seduction. and so we're gonna be watching um the movie raw which i believe is french um came out a few years ago and then also uh jennifer's body and I'd also like to thank Stephen McClurg for uh, composing and uh, putting together that new intro and outro music. So thanks, Stephen. So, so you can uh, check out more episodes at theterrortest.com or follow us on Twitter at the underscore terror underscore test. Pencils down. The terror test is over. <laughs> <laughs>